0: April Hello. is celebrated April is celebrated as Autism Awareness Month, and here to help me spread this awareness is Mr. Andre Spivey and he is the CEO and founder of Live to Learn Differently, and this can be found in Tampa Florida mr Spivey it 's a pleasure having you here today
1: it 's a pleasure being here. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, thank you so much. Can you give us an overview of your organization and expound more about who you are and what is it that you do and offer? Hello.
1: A lot of what we have in the US and other places is the individual education plans, and 504 plans that a lot of kids that are on the spectrum uh, tend to have so we kind of take those plans, teach us curriculums and gamify them create them in fun games to help the kids learn. We started about so it was uh, inspired by my son who's on the spectrum. He's uh, 13 years old. And yes. I noticed that he started to gather a, a love for games but at the same time I wanted to take advantage of his his joy for games to help him learn.
0: Wonderful. and can you tell us can you share that story with us? of how when you, you quit your job, when you found out that your son was diagnosed with autism?
1: Well, um, actually, when I found out my son was diagnosed with autism, he was about four years old, and I was in the uh, U.S. Air Force. And I was in Portugal on a small island called the uh, Azores, and there weren't a lot of resources there at all for kids with autism. That was probably yeah. and five, 2003, it was a long time ago, a long time ago. Many uh, resources at all. Uh, but once I got out, I decided to kind of devote some of the energy and the, the information and skill sets and tech that I had to start something that could help him. I could say it was really challenging finding out in the beginning because as a parent, yes. I had no clue what autism was or what the spectrum was. So yeah. it felt like I was taking guesses and just trying <laughs> to figure it out. All you it are was. right.
0: And, and as you said, you had no idea of what autism was. I'm sure many of our listeners as well, they are unaware of what autism is. So can you briefly explain to us what is autism?
1: I will say that, that it, has, it carries a few different definitions. Yes. Um, I don't think it's a learn. I've heard people say it's a learning disability, but I don't think it's a learning disability. I classify autism as the, the brain is reacting differently. Yes. to What normal kids will react, normal kids will react to. So they're learning differently. And that's why we call it. Lifestyle.
0: Exactly. So exactly. So, and before, before you develop these devices, which which uh, we're going to talk about. What were some of the challenges you had in the school system in terms of catering to the needs of your son?
1: Um, I would say uh, the teachers were kind of learning as they went, too. Yes. So that was a challenge when you have teachers who are still trying to figure out uh, everything. And also the system kind of, those, those services cost money, time, and resources. So quite often they try to decrease what they spend per student. So oftentimes we had to fight for him to stay in speech therapy, to stay in occupational yes. therapy longer. And that was a big, big battle because it's so much bureaucracy. I, they like to quite often just sign the paperwork and say they did it. But as a parent, we can kind of tell uh, when our kids are progressing and when they're not or when they're learning one way at home and they, they got it. But then at school, it's it's a different thing. Getting everybody, you know, as far as the uh...
0: and and what are what are the different devices that you have developed and their function? What are the names of the devices?
1: Uh, a couple of apps. We the first app we ever created. There's an interesting story that is called Go to Zoo.
0: Yes, and I've read about it.
1: Yeah, it was a it was fun. We just wanted to. Um, getting prepared. We were gonna take him to bush Gardens and to the zoo here in Tampa, and the sounds, the animals, and all the crowd to scare him or to shock him. Yes, like yes. a lot of kids on the spectrum, he doesn't like the loud noises. The no, crowd. they don't.
0: So, Absolutely. Right.
1: We created Go to Zoo, and it has the sounds of the crowd and the animals in it, and we kind of let him play that game and use that app ahead of time before we went to. Uh, bush guards into the zoo to kind yes. of get him acclimated to it, and we had fun. Um, there's another app called Allbot. Yes. It's sort of a, a chat bot that talks back and forth to kids, helping mm-hmm. them. It becomes a friend that helps them learn sight words, so that they can pick up a word at a time, Beautiful. and then later on, hopefully, build those into um into sentences. And
0: wonderful for for parents, for parents and guardians, and also educators who are listening. And they need to be aware of the devices and and how they are used. Like, how can they be incorporated into the school system?
1: That is a huge challenge. What I've found is a lot of school systems don't necessarily have the, uh, they don't have the bandwidth or the money to necessarily get these tablets.
0: But it is important.
1: Yes, very much so. What we've done, what I've done is when I can, I try to buy a few and i try to sometimes donate to, to schools if i have if you have extra ones around cuz i know a lot of people upgrade their their uh, tablets and phones every year so maybe when when people upgrade maybe they could donate those to schools and the schools would have those you know devices and also i mean we have to lobby our local school districts and our boards to spend money exactly on I, I do
0: agree because it is very very important especially if we want to have an inclusive classroom. And, you know, I have seen and, and how effective they have been with, with students who are on the spectrum. So it's very, very important that, you know, everyone's stakeholders jump on board to, to ensure that our, our children, our students, they have these things that they need. And this, this, this leads me to my, my next question. How effective has, have these devices proven to be in terms of teaching and learning?
1: I think they've been very, very effective in, when it comes to teaching and learning, largely because these students live in a day and age that's very, very technologically driven and yes. really gamified. So it's essentially teaching them in the same way that they play with their friends. So I've seen it increase social interaction yes. So the same child that may not walk up to a person and... And say, hey, can I play? May bring that tablet over and say, hey, you want to play with me? It makes them more comfortable. And then yes. those games can also teach at the same time. I've seen it been been very effective in helping kids communicate basic needs.
0: And and um, how has it helped your son? In in what ways? In what ways have these devices helped he, your son?
1: Uh, as far as helping my son, he's been able yeah. to, uh, it's helped him uh, communicate. It's helped him learn to communicate his most basic needs. I would like some juice, candy, water, yes. stuff that <laughs> most kids are able to tell you. But a lot yes. of kids that are nonverbal or, or on low functioning can't tell you. And I think it's helped him communicate. And it's taken its taken a lot of the frustration out Yes, of, it does. out of him. Because it's got to be frustrating. It is. You standpoint. want to
0: communicate and you can't.
1: You can't. Uh, I think people take we take uh, for granted that we can just say what we want whenever we want and ask for it
0: yes are are there any training needed before using these devices or are they explicitly clear to for anyone
1: these are explicitly uh, clear and, and very simple we we made sure that they were really clear and simple so that we didn't like overly convoluted so that any parent or any teacher or the the real basic idea was if there was nobody around,
0: can yes, shall
1: <laughs> pick it up themselves and just interact.
0: Okay, wonderful. So there are no training needed; it's self-explicit. Anyone can just take it up and and, and have access to it, Absolutely. which is very very good because many many of our teachers I have seen a lot of classroom where the teachers they have no knowledge about special needs, yet they have students who are on the spectrum. And they don't know how to deal with such students. There are students who are on the spectrum and they are not yet being diagnosed because of it's either lack of resources or insufficient knowledge of, of what is happening. So there is a, there is a lot of frustration happening. In our, in our schools, as it relates to students are, who are on the spectrum, the different services that they're getting, and it's just not an inclusive classroom.
1: It Be- isn't, and, and that's, that's hard. It, I mean, just for any child, even those who aren't autistic, when you yes. feel like you're outside of the classroom, it's hard to learn when you feel like you're being left out, you feel like it isn't for you.
0: And, and mm-hmm. then also there is a frustration that is placed on the parents as well, because we know that many parents, they are in denial of, of, of when their child has been diagnosed. Okay, mm-hmm. your child is on the spectrum. No one wants to accept this. How was it for you to accept that your son is on the spectrum? How was that um, experience for you?
1: Um, Initially, it was shocking because mostly because I didn't, I wasn't, informed as to what it was. And it's so complicated when someone's three or four years old to diagnose them because at that stage, initially we weren't, we just noticed that he wasn't picking up words the same way other kids were at that age. So it's hard to say he's on the spectrum. Yes. Initially, I denied it because I said, "Well, how do you know? Oh, well, he's just slow, slowly mm-hmm. learning this, and maybe in six months, all of a sudden he'll start talking, or maybe six months from that." So it was really hard to accept it. But at the same time, I did accept it because those services, you know, they're they're not harmful services. They're not even if he wasn't on the spectrum. It's not harmful at to all. Help it's him just there to help or occupational.
0: It's people. just there to help, yes. and and that's why I emphasize a lot on early intervention. Early intervention is very, very important as to how we can actually, you know, deal with such situation. I always advise parents, it's, it's always important that you monitor your, your child, you look at the different behaviors, look at the different changes. Don't just see something you don't understand and you allow it for years to, you know, to just keep um developing. If you see something that you don't understand, seek help. That is early intervention, seeking help.
1: Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Because if you wait too late, it definitely puts um, the child in, in a bind. It's hard to get those resources later. And it's hard, harder for them to adjust later on. Exactly. Late. And
0: in terms of the whole, ID, um, the whole IEP process, how was that for you?
1: It depended on the, he's in seventh yes. grade now. So at most of the schools, it was great. It was kind of up and down because sometimes the teams change and the schools change. Um, it's a challenging process because in the beginning, we just, we don't know anything about it. So we just kind of assume, well, the teachers know what they're doing and we kind of run with it. It usually took takes parents a few years to really get into the IP. It took us about a year to really start questioning well, what about this? And what, what about that? So it's, it's a, if you have the right uh, team around, that's all kind of coming together for the right thing then it's easy but if you don't it's it's that's
0: that's that's where the frustration comes in like I know a few students who are on the spectrum and they don't have an IEP they don't have an IEP no they don't so I know what the parents are going through without an IEP for me you know an IEP is like it's like your passport it guides you you can't go anywhere without it. Yes, you need it. You need to see those measurable goals, those specific goals. You know that provides a different accommodation and, and modifications. So I do believe that that is also important for for not only students who are on the spectrum, but every child with a learning with a learning disability should have an IP to guide them forward. Absolutely. Yes. I, I... yeah,
1: it, it helps the teachers and students alike. Yeah.
0: It is the same because the teacher have to use it likewise the student. It guides each, it guides, it's, it puts you in, in a direction of moving forward. And, and what would you say to a parent who is listening, a parent, you know, who, who is in the state of frustration? They have seen that their child has been diagnosed on the spectrum. They don't know which direction to move in. They are not getting the support that they need. What would you say to such a one?
1: I would say the best thing to do is find, get around other parents that are more experienced and, and ask them questions and kind of see what they can do. Find the expert, experts and, and do research, but most importantly, get get help. And don't assume that you're alone. I think that's yes, the, the big deal. I'm alone. Is, is there are other people out there. It does feel in the beginning, especially like you're alone because very few people um, know a whole lot of people on the autism spectrum until, of course, it's your child and then you end up going to find those people. But usually we're not connected to that community unless we're in it. So that's the beginning. You're not alone. Go find that community and those parents and you'll find that we've all been through those same frustrations and we'll have tips and things that we've been through in ways that we've resolved it or improved
0: and um i, I was in Im- i would imagine that these devices improve social interaction skills attention skills and self-help skills what other benefits they provide for parents who are listening and you know like right now they want to go ahead and purchase some of these devices what other benefits apart from social and self-help skills they provide
1: um social and self-help is very important but these are also really really educational based so uh, we include the teaching of shapes colors sight words and things like that that can help them test better when it comes to their iep goals so it's not just having fun and learning how to be social it's also picking up the actual tools you need for school
0: wow this is really good and they will have access they can have access to it wherever they go it's theirs this is, this is what I like exactly. about it. It's not stationed to school where this is only at school.
1: Exactly. And then the kids don't see it as I have to sit here and do this school work. They view it as, well, maybe I'm at the park and I can use mom's phone or dad's phone or my tablet or my phone to to play a game while at the same time. And, and
0: how, can, how can we get parents and, and school, how do you think we can get parents and school on board to purchase these devices and spread the awareness more?
1: I, I think initially it takes, um, it's gonna take, Well, the parents I think are easier to convince than the school yeah. board. Schools are used to doing things a certain yeah. way. But I think it takes the parents and teachers all sitting down together and having really honest discussions about how we teach. Are we teaching, are we truly teaching across the board the way that kids learn now? Meaning if we're teaching in schools with textbooks and that's all we're teaching with, but the rest of the day and the rest of their lives, they're learning and interacting on tablets and phones and computers, then we're probably a little bit, we have to be honest that much of what we're doing is off base for what their future looks like. And I don't think we've been honest fully no, about haven't. that. we haven't. <laughs> we have not. Yeah, we kind
0: of do what we're used to. That's what A routine. We stick to the routine. Yes. In, in terms of availability, how readily available are these devices and where can we, where can parents make a purchase?
1: Well, for, you can go on to uh, live to learn differently.org and it has, it kind of gives you more information about okay. the company shows you which apps are featured but our apps are available on in the app stores google play store uh, and okay
0: so live to learn differently that's the website they go onto the website and it provides information about all these devices okay wonderful Mm -hmm. thank you so much and i i know i know that you know you have been very very passionate about um, special education, um, since you found out that your son is on the spectrum, and I know that you have watched him from four years old when he was diagnosed, and now he's thirteen, right? Now he's thirteen. Yes. Now, for some parents who they are seeing like different symptoms, what are some of the symptoms that you saw through his um his his entire development?
1: What are what... Uh, it was. What cut us off initially was him uh, being nonverbal yeah. And we were trying to figure out why he wasn't speaking. Yeah. Um, and then we started to notice after that, that uh, he didn't necessarily like certain types of lights. Okay. Some lighting would irritate him. And he did not like uh, crowds. He didn't like crowds. And there were times where uh, his mom had to take a trip or I had to take a trip. And that would throw him off his routine. And so he would kind of act totally different. We would have fits then because the routine has changed. Mom's not here, dad.
0: So consistency is very important for for such students.
1: Consistency is very important for such
0: students. Absolutely. Okay, Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mr. Anja Spivis, for spreading awareness with us. i am I'm really, really excited to talk to you, really excited to learn about these new devices. And I have a few parents who are listening now, and here in Dubai, we don't have as many devices as as access to many devices. So I know that having you here, you have spread the awareness. and for sure, Parents, they can log on to www.livetolearndifferently.com where you can find all the, all the devices that you need and all the information as to how you can purchase these devices so we can continue to spread awareness and continue to cater effectively to the needs of our students. Thank oh, you gosh. so much, Mr. Andre Spivey, for being with us today on this another episode of Shonike's Motivational Breeze.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome.